Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIPP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, 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 KIP Nation. What's going on? How are you all today? This is the day that the Lord has made. We are all glad and rejoicing in it. It's a TGIF Friday. Last Friday in the month of July, that means summer is almost over. Whoa. Because you got one month, maybe two. We get Andy in the summer in, head to the beach, make sure you put your feet, uh, at least the tip of your toes in the beach water. Uh, watch out for them sharks rolling through there. Yeah, yeah. And they've been uh, really riding uh, close to the coast. And I'm sure all of you beach watchers know that. But uh, this is an exciting time for the body of Christ, exciting time for me. I just want to thank all of you who have supported me down through the years and over this last three years in particular, when I worked on a book during the pandemic called Press Into the Power. That book is now available. Yes, finally, it is available you can get it at Barnes and Nobles online. You can go online and Amazon, uh, Cokesbury Press. Uh, there's a litany of other online book uh, platforms that you can go to. West Bow Press. You can go to their online platform. Ask, look up the name Derek L. Calhoun and uh, look for the book Press Into the Power. It is a blessing that the book is out. I am so elated and uh, just honored to have this book out. I was talking to my marketing director the other day, and she was telling me that I need to get 50 Amazon reviews, 50 Amazon reviews. So if you've read the book already and you are a participating member of the Amazon family, I need 50 Amazon reviews as quickly as possible. So uh, the book's a quick read. It's about 150 some odd pages. But I believe it'll bless you. It'll bless the body of Christ. Uh, It will set you back on the path 
for your call or for your purpose or just back on the ministry path to do the things that God have called us to do. So, hey, let's let's get on it. Let's use this book so we can, as uh, we preached a few weeks ago, uh, taught during the podcast, get back in the fight, get back in the fight. Why? Even last week's message, because God chose you. OK, so. Again, uh, the name of the book is Press Into the Power. It can be picked up online, Barnes & Nobles, Amazon, and most major book outlets, Westboro Press, Cokesbury Press, and et cetera, et cetera. You'll be able to find that book. Just uh, go to Google, type my name, Derek L. Calhoun. All right, listen, I am happy for those of you going to buy the book and share the book. Happy for... All of you are listening. It's been a tremendous uh, listening week. Uh, we've been we were listened to by over uh, twenty five plus countries, over thirty eight states, and just uh, a blessing, a blessing. And I appreciate every last one of you who have subscribed, and those of you who are following the method of influencing other people by asking them to sign up. Uh, or to send them the podcast so that they can listen to it and be blessed as well. Appreciate you. Today, today, we're going to speak from a topic that I've spoken on in the past, but I, I think today is just a little different. And I, I, the topic is, I dare you to slow down. I dare you to slow down down i double dare you okay and we're going to talk about that I, I dare you to slow down so let me break this down right now you're listening whether you're listening in your car you're listening in your home or you're listening on your way to work you are listening and the thing that is critically important is that during the course of our daily routines that we have every day, usually our days are filled with trying to cross things off of our daytimer or our calendar or our to-do list. We have this list of things and litany of things that we have to do, generally speaking, every day. And uh, we keep this thing before us and we're crossing things out and we're you know we think we're getting better and better by getting things done but i wonder how many of you have noticed stop with me for a moment and think about the fact that every time you get something done there's something else that either needs to be done or something that you have left undone Everybody can agree with that. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can testify to the fact there's something you should have done or there's something you left undone or there's something that you need to do. So what, what am I saying? I'm saying slow your roll. I'm going to give you a, a topic. And I think we, as I said, I've, I've known that I've at least tapped around this before. But let me exhaust it a little bit today. The the topic is 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 simply... I dare you to slow down. So watch this. Here's the dare. Here's the dare. Take the time out today to breathe. You say you breathe every day. No, no, no. I'm talking about that Wusaw breathe. 
you know, where you just kind of take a deep breath and you hold it and, and just begin to deeply understand that today you are blessed. Today, God is with you. Today, you are chosen. And if we've been chosen by God, then we need to learn how to follow God. We need to learn how to move and 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 watch this because we heard this in church all the time and it can be a cliche. But here's when I say follow God, I mean to learn how to move at his pace. To learn the rhythm of God. To hear the pulse of God. To speak what God speaks, to say what God says, to do what God does. You remember Jesus, uh, John chapter 17. I do what my father does. I don't do anything unless my father does it. I do what my father says. I don't say anything unless my father tells me to say it. I heal who God tells me to heal. I don't heal anybody unless he tells me to heal him. That was the concept of 17, um, John 17. My father and I are one. We are one. Lord, make them one like we are one. So we have to understand this whole litany of, of Jesus Wanting us to be one with the Father. We see that, and, and we've talked about this, Matthew 11, 28, 29. Come unto me, all you that labor in a heavy lady, and I shall give you rest. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. And I know I condensed it a little bit, but the point of the matter is, the point of the matter is, is that God is calling us to a side. God is calling his children to slow down, to, to stop, to divorce yourself, or to... Uh, bring yourself, walk away from the hustle and the bustle to, to just slow your roll, to just stop trying to achieve goals and try to achieve God goals. Let's, let's, let's hashtag God goals. Let's look at what God is telling us. What is God saying? What is God revealing? What is God speaking? What what does God want me to do? When is the timing of God? Even when I know we've done a Delta series of uh, been dealing with the series with uh, Gideon. But even when Gideon got the word from the Lord, what did he do? He tested that word. He got a confirmation of that word. And, and we know that he was nervous and he was afraid and he did his assignment, pulled down his father's idols by night. But the fact of the matter is, he didn't just rush into it, even though God told him that I'll be with you. He went through a series of of stages that strengthened him, that renewed his focus, that renewed his purpose, that renewed his hope, that reestablished the vision of God in his mind and in his heart. So how are we moving? Is the vision of God in front of us? Are our purposes in front of us? Are, 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 are we hearing the voice of God on a daily basis? What, what are we doing? How are we moving as Christians without the king, without the blessing of the king, without the anticipated glory of the king? See, when you're walking with the king, he brings everything with him. So there's always, you're always in a place of no lack. So when you literally say the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want, you actually mean that because you're walking in the places of God. And when we walk in the places of God, we automatically walk not only in his presence, 
but with his presence. So we learn to walk at a pace that God will show you that every need that you have, when we back up and begin to trust him, God will meet. Why? Because we're walking with him. No good thing would I withhold from those who walk up with him. So we have to learn the rhythm of God. Where do we see the rhythm of God? When we first open the Bible. When we first open the Bible, we see God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, walking, uh, uh, hovering and waiting for a word from the Lord. The Spirit is hovering over the face of the over the face of the earth. And then God says, let there be light. And when he says this, everything begins to move in the cosmos based on his word. But here's the thing. The timing of God was such that no one moved and no one did anything without his command. That's the way the body of Christ in the nations is supposed to function we function as a, a part of the body and the body doesn't move if the head doesn't tell the body to move. So we're looking to be a part of the body that moves in sync with the father. So what else do we see in Genesis? Not just the moving and the shaking of the cosmos at his very word, but we see a systemic approach, a six day approach to putting the earth together that could have been done. In less than six seconds, less than six milliseconds, God could have spoke everything or snapped his finger or thought about it and everything would have moved. But God took this time to create an organic space where he teaches his people both process and procedure and systems and protocols. He teaches us that he could have done it in, in six seconds, but he did it over the course of six days. Because in life, we need to move at a rhythm consistent with the will of God. So while you're rushing, trying to make the things of God happen, it may be a prophetic word. It may have been a word that was preached by your pastor. It may be a word that you received and that was confirmed in your spirit as you were reading. It may be a word of knowledge and you know it's coming to pass, but you don't have to make anything that God says come to pass all we has to all we have to do is systemically and lovingly and patiently walk with God and God will walk us through every valley God will walk us through every shadow of death God will walk us through every mountain and every adversary and every dissenting spirit and every form of wickedness in high places. God will make sure that you get through. He'll be your shield and your buckler. But we are trotting along as gospel soldiers, as soldiers of the good news. But when we trot with God, when we walk with God, we don't have to be in a rush. Because what God has for us is for us. So if he's giving you an assignment, you don't have to be in a rush. You just have to be intentional, purposeful each day, working towards the development of that assignment. Again, we saw that in Joshua working, I mean, Gideon working towards the development of that assignment. This is the will of the father 
that we would trust him, lean not to our own understanding, but in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. God wants to direct our paths. So I challenge you to slow down. I had a, uh, a, a contractor over the other day, a young, he was a young contractor, was about 20, some, some odd years of age. And I said to him, what, what do you see? What, what's in your future? What, where, where are you headed? And it was amazing. His response was, I want to be a billionaire tomorrow. And I said, you want to be a billionaire tomorrow? Hmm. And then I said, well, how do you plan to do that? He said, well, I, I'm going to own a business. I said, well, what business are you going to own? He said, I, I, I'm not sure yet. I said, well, if you don't even know what business you want to run, then you're not going to be a millionaire until you come into the place of knowing where you're headed and where you're going. And uh, I, I told him this. I said, let me tell you the key to business. You know, we all know the key to business, of course, is first is relationships and networks and so on and so forth. But the real key to business is one is that God tells you to do it. You know, it's a divine initiative. We talked about that last week. The second thing, the real key to business is that there's a problem that needs to be solved that God have dropped in your spirit. And you have the solution to one of the world's major and or minor problems that millions of people need access to. And now you have a vision, you have a purpose, you have a concept. You're ready to begin the process of starting a business, but you have to have something that people need, supply and demand. You have to find something that people need it could be a broom back in the day. Can you imagine the person that made the broom or made the dust mop or made the mop or made the bucket that the mop goes into or made the pledge that you spray in the cloth or made the cloth that you use to wipe the uh, the furniture off with? I know nobody dust anymore, but, you know, or 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 made the Windex that spray on the on the mirrors it's it's these things and there are problems in the earth that are being created every day that need to be solved and resolved by the people of God. And we have to be clear that if we systemically and slowly and patiently walk with God, God will reveal the mysteries of business and the mysteries of the earth and help you to start that thing which you believe God has called you to do. And you don't want to be a billionaire for the sake of being a billionaire because that's a waste of time. The other the important component is that you literally in your spirit see yourself helping other people because that's what you do. Help other people. OK, when you're starting a business, it should be about blessing people. If your business is about blessing people, then it already has the proper foundation for growth, for development, and even for sustainability. Because God told you, you have a, a concept to help people and your modus operandi is that you really want to bless people that live in the earth and make life better for them in some way, form, or fashion. So let me, let me, let me say this. Let me say this. 
And I heard T.D. Jake say this other night. If you plant a seed today, you're not going to have bread tonight. No. When you plant a seed, you have to allow it to go through the process. The hole has to split. And then the seed has to grow down. And then it, when it grows down, it has to get water. And then the water nourishes the root and the root has to grow up. And then it has to fight gravity because gravity is pulling things down. And yet now you have this uh, uh, derivative of this seed going up, penetrating the soil, looking for the light. It, it is a process. And, and then after the seed comes up, you have the wheat that, that has grown, but there's also the tear that is also grown with the wheat and the tear has to be pulled and bundled according to scripture and burned. And then the wheat that the wheat has to be harvested and processed and sold. And, and then you get money for more seed and you get bread to eat it's a process life is a process we need to learn to slow down and get in, get a hold of the rhythm of God's peace God's not in a rush Genesis demonstrates that to do anything there's no need for road rage there's no need for you to be in a rush to get somewhere when if you're going in the places that God would have you to go, leaving at the time that God have called you to leave, you will be where you're supposed to be on time and you will be in the place where you're supposed to be where God is moving in your life. Look at the story. I take this final, there's so many stories that we could go to. Moses, um, we, we want to, he wanted to be king and he killed one of the Egyptians and said he was going to be king. And when he killed the Egyptian, what happened? It's the people, the very people that he wanted to be king over, the very people that he wanted to rule were the very people that basically asked him who died and made you God, who made you the leader. Again, it wasn't the fact that Moses wasn't supposed to be king, wasn't supposed to leave. It was that it was premature. So he needed 40 years in the desert to go with his 40 years in the palace so he could lead the children of Israel for 40 years in the desert or in the wilderness. But had he not lived in the wilderness for 40 years, how could a man who lives in the palace for 40 years lead a people through the wilderness for 40 years when he's never had a desert experience? So God gives us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Moses needed the experience of being in the wilderness in order to conquer the wilderness with the children of Israel and lead them to the brink of the promised land. Are you getting this? Everything that we go through that seems to consume more time is helping us sort of take less time when we get to the place where we need to be because we've had certain experiences that expedite situations when uh, at, at points in life where they need to be expedited. The information is there. The impartation is there. The work is there. The labor is there. Everything's there to make us successful because we took our time. People are now in place. Things that weren't in place three weeks ago or three years ago are now in place, ready to go, 
ready to be executed because we waited on the Lord. Listen, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say in the Lord. Joseph had to wait 13 years before he went from the pit to the palace. 13 years. He had to wait. Abraham, 25 years before he got his, uh, his new child. He had to wait. He had to wait before Isaac was born. And when he tried to impede the progress of the Lord and the pace of God, he got Ishmael. And Ishmael was a counterfeit to what God really wanted him to have. I close with this. One of my favorite biblical characters is Joshua. You know good and well, if God wanted the children of Israel to come over the Jordan, and take down Jericho in one day he could have. But similar to the biblical account, he let them march around one time around the city once for six days. Then the seventh day they marched around seven times, blew the trumpet, the building came down, the, the entire installation began to crumble under the effect, watch this, not of the trumpets, not of the earthquake, but under the effect of walking with God and being obedient to the things that he said. When we walk with God and take our time, God will open those closed doors that have been shut and God will make a way out of no way that makes no sense to the world. This was one of the most impenetrable fortresses in the world with a wall large enough to have several chariots driving side by side on the top of it and yet God allowed this ragtag bunch of Israelites who had been marching around giving him a hard way to go take down one of the most uh, impenetrable military installations in the world at that time because God is God, but he made them patiently walk around for six days for a promise that wouldn't be fulfilled into the seventh. And that's after the 40 years that they were in the desert. Are you catching this? What did I say? I dare you to slow down because God wants to do something in your life. Listen, you've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Remember, you can reach me on Instagram. You can reach me on Facebook. You can reach me on any of the major digital platforms. Look up Derek Calhoun or Derek L. Calhoun or Kip Nation. Uh, you will find us. Listen, it has been a pleasure and an honor. Uh, being able to talk with you today. I love you much. And what do I want you to do? I want you to influence the nations. Next week, we'll have Lisa Mellas with her. Uh, she is the pastor and CEO of Lighthouse Ministries in Connecticut. Uh, we'll have her with us talking about our book, Pressing to the Power. Make sure you subscribe so you get the notifications. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Take care, and I'll see you next week.